0: Wow. I um I uh changed my message yesterday. I mean, people, you know, pastors say that, and it's because we just weren't and I'm just going to be honest with you, we probably just weren't listening to the Lord until the last minute. I just want to let you know. So it's not a tap on my shoulder that I changed it. I should have changed it before. Um we will continue our 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 series on focus and focusing on the family here and just a uh, uh, and next week possibly who knows i want to talk to you about revival yes. and um i want to i want to kind of discuss the asbury thing that's going on right now the asbury outpouring that's if you have heard it how many of you guys have heard about the asbury uh university the college going on okay and um i have not made it out there yet i probably will take a trip I don't know tomorrow, I don't know. But I've had a lot of friends go out and, uh, and every one of us come back saying that this is a move of the Lord. And I know there's always a lot of critics, and I'm sure you've seen them, just don't listen to them. Man, whatever, it has to be a move of God. For college, because this is not only in Asbury now, it's over in 30 different universities and colleges all over our country now. Started February 8th, and it's been going, and God's been moving. And whatever can change from a college student from clubbing at 2 a.m. to a prayer meeting at 2 a.m., God is moving. And I'm happy about that. 50 years ago, it started February 3rd, 1970. There at Asbury College was another revival that started out, which became the Jesus Movement. And 50 years later, on February 8th, it started again. Not planned, it just happened. There's no lights, there's no LED screen. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you some of the worship is terrible. But God is moving. Just down the road from Asbury College, there's Asbury University and there's Asbury Seminary. They're right across the street from each other right there. But down the road a little bit, there's a, uh, a place called the Red River Meeting House. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Red River Meeting House It was a uh, location in the early, um, you know, about 100, 200 years, 100 and something years ago that they started meeting there and it was the catalyst for the second great Ameri- uh great awakening beginning here in America. Revival could be really starting here. It, this could be the start of the third great awakening. I'm praying that it is by the way. But I know God is doing something. See, revival is essential. Revival is restoration. Revival is a supernatural demonstration where the Spirit of God is poured out, where people put their focus on God and the things of God. Exodus 33, God threatened to remove his presence from his people. And understanding there was no real life apart from God's presence, Moses pleaded with God, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going either. God's presence is essential. We need him and we... We were never intended to be without the presence of God. And revival is essential for our nation. It is essential for the church to come alive again. It's essential for us to focus on him again. And over the past you know, number of years, I mean, it's been dwindling because our focus became on other things. Our focus became on us. In fact, we began to choose churches not because God called me there. It's because their children's ministry had a slide. God, forgive us. We need his presence. We need him. We were never in, intended to do life without his presence. We are never intended to do church without his presence. I don't want to move forward without more of his presence. What has happened to people, they do life without him. And this is why... Church is in trouble. I'm not, I'm not talking about organized church. I'm talking about church. You and I, Christians, all in America, are in trouble if revival doesn't happen. Revival is also experimental. In other words, when God is present, life is different. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Peter says this He says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Peter understood this. He understood the presence of God alone could refresh and renew the hearts of people. It's not just by knowledge. Knowledge doesn't get you anything. In fact, just knowledge of the word of God alone creates pharisaical people without his presence, without the Holy Spirit. It can mean nothing. We need his presence. Someone give me some water here. So I'm gonna talk to you about why do I need revival? And hopefully it'll be the re (laughs) excuse me. Lemon water. But Mitch is gonna get you more. Oh good. Oh, that's so gross. That's just lemon. <laughs> I've been up on a mountain most of the week, so I've been closer to God. But somewhere along the line, I caught a cold. So I want to give you some steps. Oh, thanks, son. That was my son. I'm seeing moves of God. We've been seeing it before even Asbury. We've been seeing it here. We've been seeing it in our youth. In our children. Oh, is that a, that a mint? You can smell it me that far away. Um, thank you. I've been seeing it. My, my daughter, her Christian school, they've been going through Revival. They've been seeing God just move in their, in their classes and in, their, their, in their, um, their worship times. God is moving. And we need that. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Nothing will change this nation except for revival. You can vote and you need to vote and you need to be involved. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to change this nation hear me out. It will not change this nation. The only thing that will change this nation is Jesus. Hey, hey Leanne, come on up here. Leanne Marques. Leanne has a testimony of um, what's going on in Asbury from one of her family members. Go ahead. And tell so uh, I
1: have an older cousin who got to go to Asbury this last week and he was showing a video where he was just walking through and he they, these people were standing in line to get in the building and even out there he said that you could just feel uh, the presence of God and that he said these people are on fire. He's like you can feel it and the presence is just amazing and Just real quick for me personally, one of the biggest things that I think is most interesting about his story and his testimony is that for the last 20 years, he's been in bondage to very, very serious drug addiction, so much so that his life has been saved a few times by Narcan, and if you don't know what that is, that's emergency services that, you know, basically restore him. And about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, he gave his life to the Lord. He just said, I'm done with this life. And he got the opportunity to go down there. So I think it's just a hunger. I think it's just about our hearts. I think it's just about us individually in our hearts and what we want. So.
0: I mean, his life has been changed. That's what the presence of God can do in the hunger of these Young people, Gen Z, is seeing something that we haven't seen in generations. Yeah. And it's so cool to see God move in them, but revivals have always started with young people. And that's the way it's starting again. See, this is what revival does. It restores a sense of fear and awe of the Lord. Yes. In Revelation 1:17, John fell on his face in the presence of God. He simply could not stand. It's more than a physical response. The bowing of our bodies reflects the yielding of our hearts to his rule yes. in our lives. When God is presence, present, our lives are reoriented around him and around the things of God. Revival does that. Number two, revival brings about repentance from sin. Isaiah 6, 1 says this, the prophet had a life-defining encounter here in Isaiah chapter 6 with the holy presence of God. And the result was that he became intensely aware of his own sinfulness, and so he repents. That's what revival does. That's what the presence of God does. It reveals the things that are going wrong in our life, even when we don't know it. Sometimes you don't even know you're sinning. Do you know that? And the, whole, and the presence of God reveals that, not in the way to condemn, not the way to put shame, but the way to say, "Hey, you're going down the wrong way." So it brings repentance of sin. God's holiness will highlight the impurities of our life. Isaiah wanted to deal with that sin in his life, and so we, will we. The third thing revival brings us is if we want our nation to turn back from sin, we need revival. You can't legislate sin. It doesn't work. Second Chronicles 7, 14, God says, if his people are repentant, then he will heal our land. See, revival is all about the church coming to a place where it should be, rising up to where it should be, standing strong where it should be. The problems in our nation is because the church isn't where it's supposed to be. Our land is suffering, secularists, and are forecasting the loss of our US economy and everything else that around the world world earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, droughts, floods, natural disasters to our national debt. Our nation is in trouble. Not only has this, not only that, infertility has doubled in the United States, which now is the most the third most serious disease in the United States right now, infertility. God is saying there needs to be change. This is similar to what's happening in our nation. (coughs) <coughs> to what was experienced in the days of Haggai. The prophet, Haggai chapter 1, verse 6 says, You have sown much and you bring in little. You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put him in a bag with holes. That's our nation today. That's why we need revival we need revival to impact our nation for Jesus. During the first great awakening, 20% of all the colonial population came to Christ and joined churches. Today, less than 20% regularly attend church today. No matter what you see online, it's not as good as it is, as they're showing it. Churches are struggling. I'm thankful for our church. We're blessed. But we're not the norm. We need revival. And the thing about this one, what's going on in Asbury and what God is doing, is going, it's not any one person. It's not one personality. It's all Jesus. And it's every denomination. And I love it. And it's going to change our nation. I believe that. Number four, why I need revival is we need to be revived. The church in America needs to be revived. It's been attacked. It's been compromised. And revival is a fresh move. Maybe and it's the only answer for the church. Psalms 85.6 says, "'Will you not revive us again, "'that your people may rejoice in you?' Psalms 80.19 says, "'Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. "'Let your face shine, that we may be saved.'" Isaiah 57.15, "'For thus says the one who is lifted high and lifted up, "'who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, "'I dwell in the high and holy places.'" And also with the, him who is of contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly Amen. and to revive the heart of the contrite. Amen. We need to be revived. Listen, look at me. You need to be revived. It can't be like it used to be. We can't go on doing the same old thing. We have to be revived. Because we need revival, number five, to reach this generation. All around us, people have questions about God. Who is he? What is he like? Can he forgive me? Can he help me? They are interested in talking to somebody who really knows God. But studies indicate that they are not looking To come to church for their answers. And this is the reason why. Because the church hasn't been the answer for them. The only way is we get changed. And start living like Jesus and loving him with all of our heart. They have questions about God. I, I have never been turned down when I talk to someone about Jesus. They may not like it. They'll talk to me. People are searching for this. The only way to reach them is an uncompromised church that loves Jesus with all their heart and is willing to sacrifice everything that they have to reach them. I commit to you. We at Cornerstone will sacrifice all to reach this generation, and we'll do whatever we need to do to do it. Number six, this is my last ones of worship team, come on up. We need revival because I need revival. You need revival. I need to repent for having idols in my life. For not obeying him when I needed to.
1: <laughs> we need to make him everything in our
0: lives. I need to encounter him every day. Paul says in Philippians 1.21, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I need to become more supernatural than natural. I need to have a greater encounter with God every single day because I am not there yet. And I need to increase in all things God. And you need to increase in all things God. We need to repent today. repent Acts 3:19 repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so this is why times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord stand up right now stand on your feet I want to open up this <laughs> let's repent Let's repent right now, come up to the altar, come up and to repent. Let's give our lives back to Him. Let's say we're sorry God, for not loving you completely, not loving you wholly, not loving you fully. God, we repent. For focusing on things that are not of you. We're focusing on ourselves, God. We repent, God, today for not becoming like you, for making excuses, for not reading the Bible like we should, for not praying like we should, for not going after you with all of our heart. We repent today. We thank you, God, for forgiving us today. But we say we're sorry for not being the church that you called us to be. We're sorry, Lord. We need to be on fire, Lord. We're sorry, Lord, for not going after you with all of our heart. We love you,
1: Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So just whatever the Holy Spirit brings up in you that you need to repent from, whatever that is. Let's give it to him today, church. Today is a mark of a change in our lives right now. Because we choose to repent of those things. We repent of pride, arrogance. We repent of sin. Whatever sin is going on in your life, repent. God wants to take it away from you. We repent, Lord. And we give you our lives right now in Jesus' name. We give it all to you. So whatever it is, repent wherever you're at. If you're online today, just do it right there, wherever you're at. And let's say, God, forgive us. Change us and make us like you right now, Lord. Forgive us of our criticalness, our cynicalness. Forgive us, Lord, for not obeying you when you tell us to do something. Forgive us, Lord, for holding back our lives and taking control of our lives. God, forgive us, Lord. So we thank you, Lord. And we give it to you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Let's worship him. Thank you for joining us here online to listen to one of our messages here at Cornerstone. We pray that this message minister to you in a powerful way. If you would like to hear more of our messages, go to cornerstonelife.org and click on the message tab that's at the top. We pray that you have a great day and a great week, and if you need anything, we are here for you.